How can you learn more and increase profits from your crypto trades? Well, you can pay attention to social media and see what people are talking about. But with millions of tweets daily, it's super hard to distill important information. That's where Lunar Crush comes in. They have some incredible tools to help you observe the important intel in the crypto world so you can make better decisions. Today, we welcome Joe Vizani, CEO of Lunar Crush, to tell us how all this stuff works. We don't know much about intelligence at this show, but we know people who do. We're bad, they're not. And that's why it's a good thing you're here for this episode number 568 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, Who's bad? We are bad, they are not. I am bad, Joel. Hello. I am Vi Vi Bad Travis, and I am so Vi Bad. You're so naughty. <laughs> Your that's cheeky, what she said. Your <laughs> cheeky monkey, you. Oh, that's true, Dita. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. We're glad you're here. for this. Welcome episode. to the show. You want to pet my monkey? After our rant on the last show about social media, we're actually going to talk about social media today and how you can interpretify, interpretify, I said, interpretify. <laughs> or interpretify. It's not a word either. Try again. Want to try again? interpretify if you want to i don't care but all of the data on social media it's really fascinating stuff not a sponsored episode just really like uh, what they're doing at lunar crush and wanted to bring it to you guys and Sirler travis is going to tell you about our sponsor for today change finance our sponsors today change finance back to joel <laughs> <laughs> thank you would you like to speak <laughs> Or pet my monkey, or what is it they do with the monkey anyway? I think they pet the monkey. Spake the monkey. Don't shock the monkey. Yeah. All right. So change finance. Check this out. This is an app, and you can utilize it to change your tokens from across 13 different chains. It's really cool. I see what you did there with the play on the words. Very nice. It's change.finance. C-H-A-I-N-G-E dot finance. Your home for the DeFi. And uh, so basically, you know, you know, like sometimes you're like, oh, damn, I need some USDT or some USDC, but I need it in Binance or I got to have it over here at ETH or man, I really need some USDC over in Matic or one of those other ones. You can easily swap it, convert it and then send it really easily and you can also time frame and earn that's some interesting stuff you can add liquidity in the change dex pools you can earn passive income that way and they have some bulletproof security so much so that uh it's hard to get in the app sometimes you can stop it you can drop it but you just can't stop it yeah change finance And, and if you can hack in the founder's uh wallet you can get five million dollars worth of bitcoin so good luck you're not going to get $5 million for the Bitcoin, though, because you're not going to be able to hack his wallet, even though he shows you the, the QR code with the key. Right. You're not going to be able do to do that. It's not going to happen. You know what also you're not going to do? You're not going to go vote for us in the Noonies, are you? Because you're, you're lazy not going to vote. and you don't want to click links and you don't want to do it. Do not go for us in the Noonies. If you are so inclined to not do so, do not go to badco.in forward slash 568 and click on the link. In the show notes, it says vote for us in the noonies. Don't do it. 
you'll be only if you're bad do you go and click to vote for bad crypto podcasting not enough people are nearly bad enough to do this so you probably won't you're going to sit and passively do nothing because that's what you do so enjoy your nothing doing this and instead don't vote for us but if you like to vote for us we like votes it sounded like you were almost trending italian there like you're you're going from this eastern european to you want to go on to do the votes hey I like continuity, Joel, and my my shit. I'm all now. I'm all insecure. All right. Well, I'm gonna go give Travis a hug, and while I do that, you guys check out this interview with our featured guest, Joe Vizzani. Social intelligence for cryptocurrencies—that is the name of the game. What are people saying in the social sphere, and how do you know if? sentiment is rising or falling towards a certain token or project lunar crush claims to be able to help with that and with us today we have the one and only joe Vizzani, the ceo of lunar crush lunarcrush.com joe welcome to bad crypto thank you guys both for having me here i'm glad uh we finally got this put together my yeah. apologies for having to reschedule well, you're too busy lunar crushing it. That's the, just that's all the, day, all night, all night. Right. So uh, before we get to the site, why don't you kind of give the audience a little bit of background on yourself and why you decided to uh, start Lunar Crush? Sure. Yeah. No, I started in the space uh, 2015. Uh, my co-founder, John, and I were actually working together. We were at an ad agency, believe it or not. And we were building mobile apps and he came to me one day and he said, Hey, do you have any Bitcoin? And I was like, what's that? Yeah. And, you know, you never, you never forget um, that moment when you first, you know, encounter what, you know, the double spend problem was and what Bitcoin was. And then you go down a little bit further and you're like Satoshi Nakamoto, like, and they, they don't know who, <laughs> who, who they are and, and, and people are using this. And so, um, you know, just, kind of started learning a little bit more. And in those days, the way that you got started was you just buy a little Bitcoin and or mine a little Bitcoin and you try and get some in your wallet and figure out how it all works and started tracking it. And, you know, we just went back and forth for like a year or so, just kind of looking at it. I think, you know, when we first got involved, um, you know, he was actually a couple of years before me, but when I was there, it was like $195 for Bitcoin maybe. And, you know, we were just like, this is insane. Like this intersection of finance and technology and how is this going to disrupt, you know, not just money, but other stuff. And, you know, it was about 2017 when, you know, you started kind of seeing Ethereum and you started to see the infrastructure that was going to be built. And so for us, we were like, we, we've got to do something in this space. And um, for us, it's always been, you know, you've got to go build something to become an expert. And we wanted to be experts um, you know, and so we went out there and we said, well, how do people really understand the difference between, you know, a new project that's, you know, market cap number 4,000 and, you know, maybe something like an Algorand or a Stacks or, a, you know, some of these layer ones that have just, you know, completely disrupted DeFi. And we, we knew that there was going to be a difference there. Um, and there was really no fundamental analysis at all, especially for things like public blockchains where, you know, there's no earnings reports, there's no 10Ks, there's nothing. It's just purely community um, and project built on top of that. But for us, it was always about how do you really understand the communities here, um, the ecosystems of these projects? Because we really felt that that was going to be 
somewhat of a leading indicator, but an indicator um, to help people really understand what's going on and to kind of create transparency for some of these folks. Because at the time it was just, hey, what's going on in Reddit? What's going on on, on Twitter? And, and you're, you can't possibly see everything that's going on in your feed. I mean, even just looking at it today, um, you know, I think we've, we've collected over 2 million social posts, 4.5 billion engagements. Um, that's over 250,000 shared links, 50,000 individuals over, across 3,000 different cryptocurrencies. You're not seeing that in your feed. Um, and you never, you could never see that in your feed. So how do we kind of distill that, that noise down to a, some sort of signal for folks and start giving them some better tools to try and understand what's going on? Right on. Yeah. So, you know, Joel and I have been utilizing uh, Lunar Crush for a while and taking a look at it because you have like, you know, the, the ability to, to gain different insights than you can gain just on your own and different insights that you're going to gain aside from like CoinGecko or Coin, Coin Market Cap. Uh, maybe explain some of those some of those indicators and things that you can discover about certain projects by utilizing your tool. Sure. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we're huge fans of CoinMarketCap and CoinGecko and, and they're the ones that really kind of paved the way in, in the space. I mean, I was using CoinMarketCap when I first entered the space and they've been around forever. Um, and they're looking at, you know, and they're, they're the best at kind of when these new projects are coming online, you know, they're, they're being listed. Um, there's some price somewhere they're pulling that data in immediately. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking at price information and market volumes, but we're kind of oriented at, you know, social data. Um, and that's really where we're kind of our bread and butter of trying to understand, you know, when we add a new project um, to the platform, you know, it's, it's not like we're just kind of coding this out and Hey, when something gets added, we're just grabbing a couple of like standard pieces of information. We're adding it. We've individually and manually added every single project on our platform. And there's over 3000 now. Um, and when we add those projects, we are looking at um, which type of kind of social presence they have today, how they're talking about themselves, which tickers they use, how they mention, what, how their community is talking about them. Because some of these folks are using language that, you know, is being invented on the fly um, to basically talk about these projects. And so what we're doing is we're pulling down data from places like Twitter and Reddit and YouTube um, and we probably have the largest single source of news in the industry now, period. Um, and we're looking at all of that content um, and we're looking at things like um, social volume would be, you know, unique mentions. Think about almost like unique mentions or visits to a website um, across those data sources. Then we've got social engagement. So how viral is something going and how much has the community kind of piled on that original conversation? Um, and then we distill it even back to just individuals. So even if I'm out there, you know, shilling Ethereum 400 times in one day, I only count as one person that day talking about that specific project because um, we're trying to get a handle for the community on, um, you know, how many individuals are actually out there talking about it versus kind of this more viral piece. But we wanted to kind of distill those things out. And then, you know, we just kind of keep going from there. You know, we look at things like social dominance instead of, market dominance or market cap dominance. So what is the kind of share of voice of a project? Is its social dominance higher across the market than its market cap dominance? And is that something that I should be looking at? Um, and then we kind of keep going and we start adding. Um, we've got a couple of proprietary scores too that we've developed in Galaxy Score and AltRank 
um, which kind of combine a lot of our social metrics with the market metrics um, to try and kind of put the entire market against each other to see how everyone's ranking and then put every project against itself um, with a little bit more intelligence than, you know, we're just pulling in numbers and, and kind of putting it back to you. Joe, I wonder, can you give me like something anecdotal about, you know, something that you saw from the data you were pulling and are like, oh, because of this, we think that this coin is going to go here. And then that happened, like cause and effect. I mean, we've been using our own tool for the last two years and, you know, we've, you know, for us, it's, it's about discovery. Um, and so I would say, you know, there's things like, um, you know, chain link that came to our attention very, very early on um, because the community started to kind of rally together. And, you know, we were listening to that much earlier um, than the rest of the market. Um, I mean, you know, even, even looking at things like Matic and Polygon and, um, you know, looking at things like Stacks and, and Solana. I mean, if you go back and even just look at our, like the original tweet that the Lunar Crush main account made um, when we started to kind of pick those signals up, because we also take that data and we're kind of posting it out to the, to the industry for, you know, for them to use as well. Um, and if you go back and you kind of mark those days, um, you know, even, you know, prior to that kind of like midsummer dip that we had, you know, the performance was pretty solid. Mm. So I wonder it, from what you're seeing is Sheeb gonna flip Doge? Like <laughs> it, that's what everybody's asking right now. Is it possible for, uh, uh, you know, the child of a meme coin, you know, to, to flip it's daddy. Isn't that the question we're all trying to answer? Is Sheeb going to flip Doge? Yeah. I think that's the question that we're all trying to figure out. What, what does sentiment say? What are you getting from your tools and your, um, your chatter? I mean, we see both of those communities. They're both very, very, very strong, um, you know, on our platform, you know, looking at kind of dominance of social across the market. Well, Sheeb is the number one alt rank coin right now with your full alt rank is your own trademark um score and may, maybe you could tell us uh, what you know what are you pulling in that gives it um that number one slot what's the data that is bringing that to um the top there it's a couple of different things and that that alt rank is changing in real time so sheep could fall out of that in five seconds in 30 seconds in a minute Oh, um, we don't never, fall, Sheeb. We, <laughs> we never, we never wanted to kind of go out there and say, "Hey, here's this like 40-page research report um, about this project, and here's all the things around it." Because the second you publish that, or even while you're working on that, the entire market in crypto has shifted underneath your underneath you. Um, so for us, it always was about real time. And I would say, looking at it right now, I'm just looking at social dominance. You know, Bitcoin, which is you know down five percent today, has twenty percent of the market share for the amount of you know mentions out there on social that people are talking about shiba inu at 18 percent um and the reason you're seeing them at the number one alt rank is because as you can see in the 24-hour price change it's still up 35 percent um the social volume is outperforming um there's a bunch of market volume and when we correlate all those together the correlation rank is very high as well um and so putting those together in real time is kind of how we look at those scores um so that's why you're seeing shib up there um, and then, I mean, Doge is number four, you know, at 4% of, you know, the, the social dominance, but I don't know, I would say that Shiba Inu community, man, they're, they've been crushing it. 
it's fascinating watching, you know, a, a lot of the engagement, the volume, and you have and you have different metrics on here, like you know, as you said, social dominance, which I think a lot of people are going to come in here. They're going to go Galaxy Score. What the hell's Galaxy Score? Alt Rank. What the hell is this? The social dominance. And so maybe define what some of those mean for our listeners, because I know that once this episode goes live, people are going to go out and they're going to go check out Lunar Crush, and they're going to be like, "What is going on here?" And so explain some of these different metrics, because I think you're doing it in a unique way that others are not. Yeah, I can go, I can start with just galaxy score. And, you know, when we, that was actually created just before alt rank and we wanted to look at each project specifically against itself over time, ranked zero to 100. And again, this is a score that also is changing in real time. Um, We don't just say, Hey, you know, it's, Galaxy score is 85. Boom, you're done for the day. It's 85. Like it's going to stay like that. It's, it could change any second because that's how fast the market moves. And, you know, Elon can tweet something and then, you know, all of the Shiba Inu folks, you know, are now going to kind of pile on board and who knows, suddenly some new folks figure out what that is and maybe they go buy it because it's on Coinbase or whatever now. So, um, but looking at Galaxy score specifically, you know, we're looking at, um, you know, we do some price kind of like moving average calculations. And so we're looking at, um, you know, some like MACD, it's more of a technical term, but, um, you know, we're looking at moving averages of that price. We're looking at market volume. So is this thing actually tradable um, for for anyone? And so if, you know, something's not really going to be able to take, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 of volume, um, you know, you're probably not you know, it's, you're, you're going to move the market a, a whole bunch and, and you should probably make your decision on that on your own. Um, and then we're looking at our social indicators and we're looking at social volume and social engagement to try and understand, hey, is, is this community of this project also moving up? Um, and so we take those three things, price performance, market volume, and then our social indicators. And we're looking, are these three indicators correlating together at this moment? Um, so are they all kind of moving up together? Are they all moving down together? Um, and we use a Pearson correlation coefficient to understand um, yes or no to that to that question. And if it's a yes, then what you could see is all of those kind of three scores that we give, this kind of price score and market score and social score are going to have a little amplification either upwards or downwards based on the correlation. Um, and so we kind of package all that up, make it simple. And then we give each project a score of zero to 100. So, you know, anything that's kind of moving up into the eighties is probably, you know, starting to get pretty correlated and that's a pretty good galaxy score. Um, and then anything that's kind of moving down probably into like the forties is saying, Hey, that's, that's probably not a really good galaxy score right now. That means that that specific project against its itself, its previous historical data is underperforming where it normally sits. It's not just the coins that you're tracking as I'm poking through the site here at Lunar Crush. By the way, it's a free registration. You guys can uh, can check that out. And no, this is not a sponsored interview. So we are just uh, sharing this with you because we think it's cool. There is a section uh, for influencers where you rank the most influential and uh, confirming my suspicions that neither myself or Travis are actually influential. All We're nowhere in the top 100. So how uh, Cointelegraph is number one, Bitcoin Magazine, David Gokstein, number three, Coindesk, and and so on. How do you determine who's influential? Great question. And and you're influential in my heart. So, and and I'm not on there either. So it's all good. Um, No, but Lunar Crush is. (laughs) 
Lunar yeah, crushings. you know, you know, it was kind of funny. It was probably three weeks ago, and we've been tracking this, um, you know, for the last two years, and we've never cracked into the top ten ever in two years. And you know, we're out there tweeting, you know, 30, 40 times a day, um, and we've started to kind of move up in the ranks on our own. But it was, it was kind of a, it was a surreal moment um, seeing ourselves in that top ten for a little bit. But again, it's real time. You have to keep plugging and keep pushing. Um, it's very difficult to maintain those top 10 positions. I can attest to that. So anyone that you consistently see in that top 10 is just absolutely on top of their game at this moment and is getting a ton of engagement. Um, there's a, like, you know, a ton of kind of reoccurring posts. Um, so they're kind of, their frequency is very high. Um, and I would say that's, you know, anyone that's trying to really break into social and, and trying to kind of create cool content. Um, you know, cool content is not enough. It has to be consistent, cool content, um, that gets you into kind of these algorithms and these rankings where you become a little bit more influential. Um, well, so what we're are looking... you tracking? Are you tracking a hashtag? Like how would, how would you know if, you know, or is there a preset database of, you know, accounts? So all like, you know, at the beginning, how I kind of talked a little bit about those, like the, you know, we've kind of hand manually put in those 3000 different cryptocurrencies and those projects into our platform to track. Um, it's that same intelligence and that kind of same tracking layered on top of um, influencers. Um, and so these influencers are getting, you know, we understand which projects they're talking about, um, how often they're talking about them. We also um, are ranking um, content for things like bearishness to bullishness to spam to non-crypto related posts as well. Um, so all of that kind of intelligence just gets dropped right on top of all of the influencers in the industry. And we wanted to create a place, uh, a couple of reasons, you know, one for, you know, influencers themselves to go to these pages and to try and understand, you know, what are they talking about? Or what is the frequency? And um, for them to get some feedback, and we're going to be building some cool tools there. Um, also for the projects to understand, you know, who, who's, you know, posting about my project and, you know, how can maybe I engage with that person? If I didn't maybe see them in my feed, um, I see they're talking about my project a little bit more. You can kind of get in there and understand that a little bit. And then most importantly, it was always for the, you know, for our community, um, to really try and create some transparency and see, you know, Hey, is this person, you know, just out there only talking about this one project or are they, do they have a little bit more, you know, of a purview of the market where they're, you know, looking at 50, 60, 70 coins. And so when you look at Coindesk right now, which is number one, you know, you're seeing that they're talking about, you know, almost a hundred different projects, um, which is pretty solid. Um, their coin frequency is, or their uh, post frequency is just absolute insanity. So is Cointelegraphs um, and they're getting a lot of engagement. So those three, three things all together, um, big follower base, but it, it mostly skews towards engagement. Um, so like true natural engagement, which is, you know, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's going to try to game everything online, but, um, it's the hardest one to game. Yeah. And it's also, it, it, I think what's happened with, with Joel and I is that, you know, during political season, we were saying some unsanctioned, unapproved messages by big tech. And so I, I know I've been personally dethrottled big time. Uh, my engagement before used to be way bigger. <clears throat> it's not anymore. And that's just the nature of social media at this oh, point. Oh yeah. Mine is crap too. It's like, uh, with, with, you'd think 700,000 followers, you'd see all kinds of engagement and comments and it's very light. And all the only conclusion I could have is that 
and they're not fake accounts, right? I, I've done to that verify, you know, your follower count. I think that a lot of them are old accounts because I wrote the book back in 2009. But I also think my stuff's just not being seen. There's no, there's no. Do you guys think you're shadow banned? Well, yeah, I've oh, checked that too. It says I'm. It says we're not. But how else do you explain having that many followers and so little engagement? Yeah, I used to get hundreds of engagements on my tweets, and just just slowly over time. So, in my opinion, for the most part, is you know, Twitter can eat a bag of dicks for the most part. But there is value in crypto Twitter, uh, except if. Twitter starts going in and manipulating the the rank of certain accounts, and then they just kind of throttle them down. But that's that's neither here nor there. I've got, uh, I actually have a question for you guys. Yeah. How do you and and actually just to tap on that really quick, um, <clears throat> you know, it's part of what what we're going to do because we've made one adjustment to the influencer algorithm in the two years. The only adjustment, and we we made a, a medium post about this it was like this is literally the only adjustment we made. It was like a year ago was giveaways. Um, you know, people were kind of pumping some of their numbers with giveaways, which I think giveaways have really kind of scaled back, which I'm glad, but giveaways weren't, we didn't see as, um, you know, actual engagement or like value. It was like, Hey, those giveaways are great. And they're going to get you more followers. And, you know, those followers might turn into more engagement, but those specific posts we didn't feel, um, were like necessarily good for, you know solid content that you're kind of providing. Um, but you know, that like at the end of the day, that was just like a medium post, right? Like mm -hmm. no one actually knows what we did to the code and no one actually knows or can see what's happening. And so for us, um, something that we are going to work on is how do we kind of publish some of that and verify some of that, um, where people can kind of go and we can prove actually prove, um, that those things happened. And so we're working on some stuff there, but my question for you guys is like Jack and Twitter. Like, how do we make sense of this? You know, he's he's at the Bitcoin conference in Miami. He's, you know, he's he's working on Bitcoin. He's pushing all of these things forward. Yet here's Twitter and like some of the problems that you guys are talking about, um, where it's like, you know, they they have the ability, just like we have the ability to go make tweaks. It's pretty simple to train machine learning um, mm -hmm. algorithms on what political posts are and it's pretty simple to get really really accurate with the quantity of data that they would have um to say that this type of you know this type of content would be scored in a way um that it it might not get served um you know to a to a broader audience mm -hmm. um, but like how do you make sense of like those things you know and also like jack who like i know catches a lot of shit but it's like this guy's out there pushing bitcoin and, and pushing like sovereignty i feel like yeah, he's he is a paradox um, of sorts, without a doubt. I don't know how much power he actually has. I mean, there are shareholders, right? There is a board. Um, there is a culture there at Twitter. And and uh, let's face it, Silicon Valley leans towards our way of thinking and doing and believing is best. We know what's best. And so anybody who thinks differently from us is bad. And when that is inherent in your culture, um, and it is at Facebook, at Google, at Twitter, <clears throat> these people don't understand that they are the makings of totalitarianism, that that level of censorship is truly Orwellian. Um, they think they're doing good. So I think Jack thinks he's doing good and he understands Bitcoin and NFTs, and uh, will leverage that for his and his company's own best interests. So I think that both can be true. Yeah, paradox indeed. 
That's two doctors. It's a paradox. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and then actually our own original bad crypto account got banned off of off of there. And we had 20, 30,000 followers on there. Oh, yeah. We had to start all over because, um, you know, there was uh, basically we had we threw a thing called virtual blockchain week last year and we had all, all these amazing people on and it was the very first big virtual conference around crypto. And um, uh, one of the uh, one of the partners did a blockchain influencer awards and they gave us a video to tweet. And uh, so we tweeted out the video multiple times instead of like what I like to do is like tweet it and then untweet it or retweet it and then unretweet it and then retweet it again, just so it gets the visibility out there and more people see it. Uh, we tweeted it over and over and over. And so it gave us like so many dings uh, because it was the same video piece of content. And so, boom, our account of, you know, four and a half years or at that point, I guess it was only about three and a half gone. And, and apparently, yeah, they said they wrote us multiple times. Well, it went to the promotion or the social filter in Gmail, so we never saw them. And it's not enough to go, oh, okay, we see it now. Those tweets are gone. We won't do it again. No, you've got some minimum wage, you know, support person there going, and, you know, sorry, you guys are bad. You're bad. And yeah, we're going to keep your account banned. Don't write us again. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. We're fight, we've been fighting the man all the time, Joe. Like, not only that, like our, our, our YouTube account got banned for two years because we had a Coinbase affiliate link in our description. And the, when they went through the great crypto purge of 2017, we lost influence there for like two years. So it's like we've been fighting the fight against, you know, tech and censorship. And we said, you know what, we're going to keep on going on. Like, because really between Joel and I, we've done a lot of marketing for big companies and uh, we we understand marketing, written a lot of books on marketing. So we see it, we understand it. We're just fighting upstream a lot of times with social. And what, what, so let me ask you this, aside from Twitter, what other places are you guys pulling information from? Are you guys doing analysis on either, uh, you know, Telegram channels? Or are you doing analysis on uh, maybe upcoming in Discord channels? Are there other places you're going to be able to pull information from aside from Twitter? Because to me, Twitter is kind of suspect because of how, how how kind of shady they are in some of that in some of those cases. So we do pull data from Reddit and we do pull data from YouTube, um, you know, and all we're looking at all the news, <clears throat> excuse me, all the news out there as well. And there's thousands of these um, news sites that are out there. There's, you know, it's kind of the 80, 20 rule that 20% of them are really good and we're getting quality content from them. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, Twitter is still the place. It's like, you know, all these projects, you know, cause we, you know, we have 10 to 15 new projects applying to get listed, um, which is free. It's not actually like listed on Lunar Crush, but just basically we post it up and, you know, these projects, they're creating their Twitter, they're looking for a Twitter handle before they're even looking for like the domain address. It's, you know, the number one place that they're trying to kind of create community. I'd say you're probably seeing a little bit of a shift to discord with um, NFTs and kind of the DAO structure that's out there. But, you know, we looked at, we've looked at Telegram many, many, many times. Um, it is, it is very difficult to find, you know, any real signal and, and quality content in there just with the way that like kind of chat is structured. Mm -hmm. And so when you're looking at chat, um, you know, you're kind of seeing the same thing, you know, across places like discord, um, you know, and then, you know, we even looked at, you know, some of the other kind of um, like international sites, like people were like, oh, you should grab WeChat. Right. You know, and we're like, well, I don't know if we're going to want to be dropping bots into these like WeChat channels and trying to understand what's out there. And, and now, you know, the word Bitcoin is banned 
on there, right? Or trading. So it's like, you also don't want to kind of go down a path um, that you have are going to have a harder time, you know, getting back out of. Um, so I would say that, you know, for us, I think it's, you know, continuing to look at new sources where the conversation is going. I'd say one big place where um, some cool conversations happening is place like TikTok. Um, there's a lot of folks that are creating really quality content and, and research there. There's also, um, you know, some of it's also not as not as good. And, you know, some folks are trying to get some clickbaity type stuff. Um, it's also a lot different to look at um, video and images than it is to just look at text. Um, so there's like, you know, some, some kind of computer vision type, you know, machine learning that could be done on some of that, but we're not necessarily sure that there's a whole lot of signal there yet either. Um, where Twitter is, you know, it still tends to be kind of this main place where you have to have a concise message. Um, and that concise message ends up kind of making people distill down the noise for you already. And the content tends to be a little bit better. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're definitely, you know, constantly on the lookout for other kind of data sources that we think from a social and community perspective um, will be, will be solid for our community. And, and that might also look like um, first party data um, on the lunar crust side as well. Mm. That's interesting. I want to, I want to ask this. So say this is, I, I guarantee you, this is what some of our people are thinking. Okay. How do I use lunar crush to identify potential projects really early? Like how would somebody set up their dashboard to be like, okay, so all of a sudden some new project just popped up and there's a huge signal. There's, they've gained a bunch of followers or they've got a bunch, they've just popped up on the alt rank or something like how does someone utilize lunar crush optimally? Like how do I go out and find the future winners? Like now, how would I go and look at you lunar crush and be like, Oh damn, this right here is doing some things that like currently it, it will, it, it normally turns into something. Uh, yeah, we have recently added coins on the dashboard. And so we're adding, as we're adding these new projects, I mean, they're showing up right away. Um, so as soon as we add that project, you know, it's going to be in that recently added coins section. Um, and you're going to see like right now it has like squid game token. Um, and where's that like at? I see dashboard. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So if you're looking kind of at trending news, you're going to have your portfolio. We have our wow. coin of the day, which, you know, we algorithmically choose based on the previous 24 hours galaxy score oh, okay. alt rank. Um, so we don't choose any of that stuff. Favorites, you've got kind of global metrics, top coins based on alt rank, and then you have recently added. Um, and so we're, we're trying to add um, projects as long as there's, you know, some social data and we can actually pull some stuff. We're going to try and mm -hmm. turn that stuff around in 48 hours. Um, we don't want people applying to get on the platform and having to wait three months or two months, or whatever it is to be on here. Um, we think that every, you know, project has the right to, you know, be able to grow their community. And, and people always ask us, they're like, oh, why would you add that? That's a scam project. I was like, right. first off, how do you know that? Second off, like, you know, if we're not out there gathering that information, where are the people going to go to try and understand what that community looks like? They're back in the dark. Um, so we're, we don't, we're adding everything that we get, um, but you're going to go on here and you're going to see recently added. So that's, you know, we kind of start the clock at zero. So we're going to start yeah. collecting social data at that time. We're looking at better ways to kind of retroactively go pull some of that social data. Um, pretty difficult, really expensive, but I think we're going to, we've got a, a plan in place to make that happen. And then I would say, you know, you can go and start setting some alerts um, for these projects. Um, and so you can set an alert on Lunar Crush for 
any metric that we have. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go look at well, that, squid, that, that's squid game token, though, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're going to well, go, what, go what look- if I want to find like industry specific or category specific, and I'm like, oh, I want to find play to earn tokens that are or or maybe I hear some NFT platforms or projects. Like, is there a way to d- delineate that information and distill it? From a alert perspective, right now, not yet. Coming soon yes. to okay. a theater near you. Um, gotcha. But um, you know, from from kind of a we have a you know a category section on our markets page or our coins page where people can kind of look and rank specific categories. So if you're like, hey, you know what? I'm like, I'm only you know dealing with Ethereum and I'm just looking at ERC twenty tokens only, and I want to understand you know what that ecosystem looks like. You can then kind of rank. Um, just the ERC twenty tokens against each other, and say like, "Hey, I'm just going to kind of play in that in that sandbox." Um, and we're adding, you know, all sorts of different ecosystems. Now we've got BSC and Avalanche and Chili's and Solana. So we're actually right in the middle of adding a lot of different projects and categorizations. But um, I, yeah, one of the most requested things right now is why can't I do just like a blanket alert on the entire market to find, hey, is Akita Inu? baby, baby doge, whatever it may be that you're interested in. Um, how do I know when something's kind of a standout on social? Um, mm-hmm. And so as, you know, as we progress and the AI gets smarter, you know, you just kind of keep going down, you know, from an accuracy uh, perspective and kind of teasing out those insights for folks. I'm pretty sure it's doge, doge, baby. Or that was, is it uh, doge, doge, baby? No, I was just thinking of it. Do you think baby vanilla, doge is going to, I was thinking of a vanilla ice soon? song. I, I don't know. What I want to know is under influencers, you need to add a category of um, most offensive or best looking uh, crypto podcast hosts so that we can rank because <laughs> we're, we're both. We'll, we'll hit the top of the charts there. So you've got a token now. <laughs> Lunar Crush has a, a token. Apparently, I've earned some Lunar tokens just for uh, linking my Twitter account. So uh, what they're L-U-N-R, um, and it is, I'm assuming, an ERC-20 token. Uh, how does it work? How do I earn them? What do I do with them? Um, it's actually a ZRC-2 token. Um, so oh. it's built on the Zilliqa infrastructure. Okay. Um, but you earn these um, by kind of providing work towards the protocol um, and the community. Um, and so, you know, we, when we looked at, you know, we're, we're in the space, we've been in it for a couple of years and, you know, we really wanted to look at, you know, no one wants another subscription, right? Like how many, how many do you guys have? Paramount plus we've got Apple plus I've got Spotify, mm-hmm. I've got uh, HBO max. I've, I don't even know it at this point. And, you know, you're looking at, you know, other types of models that are out there. It's like, yeah, sure. We could have went and slapped a bunch of, you know, Google ads on our site. We were the top 20, we're in the top 20,000 website, you know, globally based on internet traffic, right? We could be making a bunch of money um, just slapping ads on our site, but I can't think of something, you know, more anti-crypto like even that exists, right? Um, And, you know, selling data on top of that, you know, there's a lot of folks that are out there that, um, you know, want our customer data, right? And and our answer to that is we don't have it. Um, and, you know, we, we are very um, specific on this um, on purpose because we feel like, you know, it's like we've worked for, you know, John and I and, and the rest of the team, we work for huge companies, you know, and they're selling data and this data is flowing around and these hacks happen constantly. Um, and at some point, someone has to kind of draw a line in the sand and say it, when do we, start to kind of pull out of that, 
right? And how do we kind of, you know, create apps and dApps that people can use and feel comfortable using? Um, and so it's it's a progression, um, but we like, wanted to say goodbye to subscriptions and ads and, and selling data. And, you know, we felt like the original purpose of, you know, solving this double spend problem was micro tra- microtransactions and, you know, being able to kind of give people the power to, you know, kind of choose their own destiny with where they want to take this value. It's like every single day, you know, if, if you've got uh, Alexa or Google home or whatever you have, you're training their AI every day by your talking to that, asking questions. And what do you get for that? Right. You get, you get nothing. You have to pay $99 a month for Amazon prime. Um, and you know, you pay a monthly subscription and, you know, say I have Alexa and I want to switch over um, to Google home. I can't take any of that value with me. I just trained that thing for two years of my life and now I, I got nothing from it. Um, and so we kind of wanted to flip that model on its head and say, if people are going to be providing work and research and community and they're going to be sharing and they're going to be engaged, why can't they earn something for that? And then if they so choose, they can pick that value up and they can walk with it at any given time. And it's theirs because they own it and they worked towards it. Um, and so the only way that that's possible today um, you know, is through the use of tokens and cryptocurrencies um, on, a, on a scale, right? And so, you know, for us, it was, you know, giving these people an opportunity who have been with us for two years and all these new folks to come on and, you know, every day um, as they work and they share and they're a part of this kind of community, um, they're going to earn points. Um, and then the end of every 24 hours, um, those points get split up based on who was there that day. Um, to basically split a pool of Lunar. Um, and then that Lunar kind of goes down to their wallet that they have and they can hold it there um, and it's theirs. Um, and so if they want to say, hey, I'm going to go use some other service now, right? They can take that with them and they're like, hey, I'm not using Lunar anymore, but I'm taking my value with me. Now, you know, not too many places where they can go uh, you know, and also earn, they're going to have to take that and now pay for whatever the subscription that they want. Um, but I'm hoping that more um, you know, more projects and there's more folks out there that end up utilizing this model that we've created, you know, cause like Netflix could use this in two seconds. Um, and, and why, why shouldn't they, right. Um, you're training their data and you're a part of what they're doing and then they can kind of disperse that value to their community. And so, you know, that was kind of the mantra behind, you know, why we wanted to do the hard thing, um, you know, versus the easy thing, which would be, you know, just kind of fall back into some of these traditional models. We kind of wanted to lead the way for the industry. And actually, is it true that the, the coin just went live on, on, uh, on Zillswap? What about four or five days ago? Yeah. Yeah. We literally just launched live. We, we launched everything simultaneously as a fair launch. I mean, we did, um, you know, we, we, I've never had so much work that I've been doing, um, that, you know, we've all my entire team, like hats off. It's the most unbelievable seal team, six small, small team that's put together some amazing stuff, but, Complete rebrand of lunarcrush.com. We replatformed the site, um, you know, new logos, new everything, um, new experience, um, you know, went to like more of a passwordless system as well, um, trying to kind of increase security. Um, but we launched a new website. We launched a mobile app on iOS and Android. Um, and, you know, it went live as well, um, where, you know, anyone at that point in time could basically start earning. Um, across, you know, any of our platforms, any of the protocols. Well, there you go. All the social intelligence that uh, you might need goes, goes, guys, goes, I can't talk. 
go check it out. Lunarcrush.com is the place. Mm-hmm. Joe, thanks for coming on, man. And we are going to be uh, continuing to watch you crush it as yes. uh, hopefully it'll go beyond Lunar Crush and be Mars Crush soon. Ooh, I like mm-hmm. that. No, you guys, are, I truly appreciate it. You guys are the best. And uh, thank you so much for having me. We're, but we're not the best according to your site. Well, the like, best looking based on my right. subjective. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this one thing. One final thing, Joe, before we go. So say you're just now starting out on this and you want it and you are going to be setting up your lunar crush. What are some tips and tricks or some quick things that you would say to get people rolling? Like, where do you find the nuggets? The best ones? I would I would log on because a lot of, you know, sign up, get in there. Um, and a lot of folks that are kind of coming to lunar crush right now, like are kind of more power users. So they're folks that probably they've have some Bitcoin, they're investigating some of the other projects or, you know, they're getting WhatsApps or SMSs from their friends. Like, Hey, have you checked out baby? She'd be eating in Doge, you know, number four. And they're getting those um, kind of tips. And I would say, go in there, log in, um, add some favorites. Um, if you've got some holdings on your portfolio, add those to your portfolio. Um, we make it simple where you can just kind of type in the price and what you're at. You know, we're, we don't have a very detailed portfolio tracker. It's less about tracking down to the cent and more about kind of tracking the narrative and where things are going. Um, so get your portfolio set because then your feed is going to start getting smarter and start kind of serving you um, more relevant stuff. But I would say, get in there, go to the markets page and just sort by alt rank and just kind of watch every day and see what kind of keeps popping in to that alt rank um, where you can start to kind of track that. And then once you find some projects that are starting to kind of get into that alt rank, go and set some alerts and look at those alerts for those projects of, hey, what happens when this alt rank starts falling? You know, because number one is the best. What starts happening when this alt rank starts falling from 250 down to 180, down to 80? What's happening um, with that community and, you know, the price performance against Bitcoin and um, just start kind of looking at that and then just keep replicating that. You know, stay on that markets page and kind of look and sort in a different way and get a different view of the market than maybe you're used to being, you know, used to seeing. Love it. That's Thank great. So now, if you were going to ask me, I'd say I get my nuggets at uh, Chick-fil-A, but, um, <laughs> but that's okay. We like, we like your, your nuggets there too. Hey, th- Joe, thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Now you can go back to your Italiano accent. Oh, the Italian accent like, with a Joe Vazani. You were talking about the Luna Crush. Now I want to have some pasta pizza. for the dinner. I want to have some pizza. My daughter, yeah. she's making the pizza right now. It's almost done. Yeah, for, for data fiends, this is really, there's a lot of cool information here on Lunar Crush and kind of tells you what people are talking about. What you're talking about. Well, it's actually taking trip, crypto, crypto quitter. And uh, pulling some value from it. Actually, right now I'm looking at the alt rank that he was talking about. Alt wank or alt rank right now. Number <laughs> alt one, wank. crypto. Yeah, the alt wankers. <laughs> and number one is crypto.com. Um, it has a galaxy score of 75. Number two is the gala token, a 69 galaxy score with an alt rank of two. It's talking about all the different social volume, the social engagement, social dominance. It's looking at all of these things. And uh, KDA is another one, sandbox up there. Uh, Blocktopia is up there as well. A lot of stuff going on on these. And it's nice to see whenever I'm looking at these and I'm like, oh, man, look at those top five. I have or those top 10. I have five of those tokens. Like, that's a good sign, baby. Uh, yeah, baby. We were you ain't got no socket. I got a lot. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate you. And I do mean Love everybody, you. every last one of you who has listened this far. I mean, you are. You are the super fans of the bad. Oh, my God. Joel, universe. speaking of this, speaking of this, before we end up with the stay bad, I know it's coming. Vulcan Forged. We are advisors on that project. When we got in, I think it was like less than a dollar or something. It's 20, almost $25 right now. $24.60. It's gone up 15% today. Crazy. That's because they're waking up to the metaverses, right? That's what, that's what's happening here. People are waking up to the metaverses and the play to earn gaming and going, I want a piece of that. And uh, the supply of uh, of Pyre, the token, is really low. I'm going to look it up right here. They are now number 200 in the crypto market cap. The supply of Pyre uh, is 50 million total. 50 million. Ever. That's the max right now. Uh, almost 19 million are circulating now. But with all of these play to earns that are circulating billions, there's only 50 million Pyre token. And so that's why it's sitting just shy of $25 right now. Come on, baby, like my pyre. And, and what they're doing is so that is, you know, um, the governance token, the in-game token is going to be is lava, which is actually trading right now. Um, it's uh, so hot right now. So hot, but you can't. I don't think it's listed on Coin Market Cap yet because it's not unlocked for most people who are playing the game yet. They're still building this game in this metaverse. But I'll be honest, I go in almost every day and I go explore the landmarks in the game uh, because you get XP for exploring the landmarks. And in order to unlock your lava that you earn in the game, you've got to have at least 10,000 XP. So I'm at about 4,000 right now. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and here's what's happening. Even though I haven't unlocked it yet, I'm earning lava every day. It's just, it's, it's being rewarded into my wallet. I don't know what the you know value is going to be once it hits the market, right. but I'm setting myself up for my land to be earning this lava every day. That's amazing. Play to earn the cryptos. 2022 is that year folks and uh, I, i'll tell you this this is a great this is a great interview today i love lunar crush you can go in there and pull some great information from it it helps you find some some potential winners uh so it helps you find you know the the real accounts from the fake accounts right i love it i think it's genius and a lot of stuff going on here in the space of crypto right now. Some people are saying the bull run is just about to start being explosive. Some people are saying the bottom's about to fall out. It's just, it, 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 it's just the way it is. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. Total market cap right now, $2.75 trillion. And um, who knows what it's going to be like tomorrow, Joel? I have no idea. People say all kinds of things, but we like to say, stay bad. Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and 
and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Don't we? That's what we like to say. That's why I said it. And we like to do it too. We like to be bad. Stay in your bad things.